Today on the podcast, we're talking about marriage with the Joel Lopez, who is a father of five. He allegedly. is a, allegedly <laughs> because he doesn't post any uh, family pictures on the internet. <laughs> um, he helps he helps men in their marriage, which is something that I'm really passionate about. My wife and I are really passionate about, and it is a very big topic, a very timely topic. And we're going to talk all about marriage and the work that you do and you know, how you help men. And hopefully listening to this podcast, people will come away with actionable advice. Um, and if they want more, they can reach out to you. So Joel, thank you for being on the podcast. Thanks for having me on, man. Like, like I said, I've been looking forward to this. I actually meant to schedule this last week because I was like, oh yeah, I want to talk to Mike, but here we are. So let's do this, brother. <laughs> well, cool, man. Um, so we're very similar, like kids are similar ages and stuff. So similar, you know, stage of life, which is I think one of the things that I'm going to go off on a little rant here because we went to this, we went to this marriage um, class thing that we volunteered to kind of lead at our church. And there's a couple that's been married for like 50 years and they were like talking in front of the class and it was just or this group. And it was just interesting because you had a whole cohort of people that were like in our stage of marriage or maybe even a little bit earlier. Um, and it's like, they're not in the trenches. This couple that's like, uh-huh. you know, they've been married for like 50 years, retired, all this stuff. Uh-huh. So I love all the stuff you put out because you are in the trenches actually living this stuff out. Uh-huh. Um, so it's not like a, in business, they call it like survivor bias, like the guy that has the big exit and like, you know, he's made it and he's like, oh, here's my daily routine that's, you know, optimized uh-huh. to the nth degree. It's like, well, you're not even running a business or doing anything, dude. Like, cool. <laughs> that's awesome. You do a cold plunge and you have like a three hour morning routine. So I love your stuff, but I wanted to ask you, I want to start out with what, what does most marriage counseling or advice or programs get wrong? Well, I think a lot of it, well, I'll tell you, like I actually went to some counseling for, for it. And the big thing for me was like, this guy's not like me. Like mm. it was biblically, I'm a, I'm a faith guy. Okay. So I went to like a faith based and everything he said was right, okay? But I just couldn't take it from him because he was like he wasn't he wasn't like me. And so that made like all the difference. It was just like, yeah, he's right. And but he's just not like he's not like a guy like like I like grew up. You didn't up, respect him or what do you mean? Um I wouldn't want to put it that way cuz I mean I had respect for but it wasn't like he had a I didn't give him the authority if that mm-hmm. makes sense like mm-hmm. I'm a, um, I, I grew up playing a lot of sports. And so I always, I always like gravitated towards football coach cause they had like authority. His guy knows what he's talking about and he's kind of a dog. So I'm going to listen to him. Like that was, that was kind of it. So for him, it was, a, it was just like this very super soft approach. It wasn't very, um, like, like it's like, yeah, you're, what you're saying is really right. It, it was like, kind of like this, that kind of happy wife, happy life kind mm. of kind of you know very 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 nice and it was just like well i don't don't know so i I just had a hard time accepting it okay and then i was so then finally it's like you know i went to my pastor and he's like dude you're messing up like you need to like stop with this and you need to fix your crap basically you know and it was like okay like i needed like somebody to talk to me like my my dad would have talked to me like set you down like dude you slap you around blah 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 Stop being mm-hmm. stupid. Like, that's kind of what I needed. It wasn't so much the information. It was just about, like, who was delivering it. It's like, oh, okay, this guy knows. 
or this yeah. guy's not like a pushover so he's not like you know there, there was probably like a, a lot of a lot of factors like i was resistant to it like I, I it was things that i had to kind of accept and change and it was like i didn't i didn't want to <laughs> like yeah. like like most things so i think that that is just like the with like counseling ther- therapy for men it's just like yeah like you're you're telling me this and maybe it is right but like you're kind of soft, I guess is, it's <laughs> like a hard, is a hard thing for yeah. guys. And not, and not, and not that I'm like, you know, again, like super tough guy. Like I've never been in a real fight or anything, but yeah. it was just like, you know, just the energy of a person is like, Oh, like this guy is like kind of got like fire in his belly. Maybe yeah. that's the way to put it. He's got a fire in his belly. So my pastor had fire in his belly. So it was like, okay, like he could, he could talk to me that way. This yeah. other guy was just like, ah, uh, I don't know. There's no, there's no, there's no fire there. So there was a part of me that kind of respected the fire in the belly as yeah. opposed to what's coming from. Do you, do you think that's a common thing in marriage counseling or Some circles? Of the things that or I've curriculum? heard, uh, like, like I, one of the guy that was helping was like, yeah, the counselor that they set me up with wasn't married, didn't have kids. <laughs> he was, he was six years old hippie. And he was like giving me like stress management, you know, <laughs> stress management <laughs> techniques. And it's like, that was not helpful. Like you can't sleep when you have like, you know, newborn, like you, you know how that is. And there was another, another guy that I helped and it was like, yeah, you, you know, what you, what we did in three months of counsel of three months of coaching, you know, got, we got farther than two years of counseling because like my goal is like, I don't want you to stay with me. Like I want you to yeah. get the tools, own it and go. Like, I don't want you to be with me like ongoing, like, no, I actually like, so my program is 12 weeks. I actually wanted it to be four weeks. Cause I was like, yo, like, here's your stuff, get it and go. Like, I don't, I'm not trying to like make you have it for years and years. And now, 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 because I think that puts me in a bad position now, it's like, now I'm kind of codependent on you because now I'm relying on you for income. It's like, no, 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 get, get what you need, own it and go. And now yeah. you, you're the one responsible. And that I think is maybe the fundamental difference is like, I don't take people who are like, my wife is the one that needs to change. Like, nope, not, we're not working then mm-hmm. because you, you have to own and be responsible for yourself. And I think, you know, counseling therapy like i'm sure it's it's helpful and stuff but it's like if you don't start from that position of it's on me then i don't you know i think that's really like a fundamental difference and maybe that's that whole fire in your belly thing too it's like you can't change anything that you have no control or authority over and you have to start with you first you have no control or authority over what your wife does or how she reacts all you can do is control how you react that's it yeah 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 i remember it i like I, I like the teaching of, of Mark Driscoll, a pastor, and he, mm-hmm. he had this sermon about, it was, he was talking to, it was like a, it was a, a series for men and he went on this rant. He's like, you got to freaking figure it out. He said that probably 10 times in this rant. He's like, you know, you, you're, you're out of shape. You got to freaking figure it out. Like mm-hmm. your wife is stressed or what that, you got to freaking figure it out. And it was like, it was all that he went on this whole rant about, you just have to figure it out and you gotta, you gotta put on your big boy pants. Mm-hmm. And just like you were saying with the fire in the belly was like mm-hmm. it just resonated really strongly with me because it was so there was no buts there was no you got to figure it out but if this is your scenario you know this mm-hmm. is you, there was no outs of of the whole thing and it was it was refreshing because i i strongly believe like you're saying you know it it starts with you know your own personal responsibility 
I'll um, say that with a caveat though, because I did coach high school football. Okay. Yeah. And part of so I agree with that attitude. Yeah. Also, I don't want to be butt guy, but there's also like some coaches will be like, just play harder. And it's well, yeah, to an extent, but sometimes like there is teaching that's involved. So, mm-hmm. um, so my podcast was originally, it is read your keys, and it's for this reason. So I played football. I worked hard. I, it meant a lot to me. I wanted to be really good. I was on the um, on the scout team, going up to varsity. And so the scout team is like you're the one that basically gives the look to the varsity players. So, so I'm I'm the guy that's like, this guy's just he's just a guy. He's he's not he's not one of these players. But what got, one of the coaches took an interest in me because he saw like how hard I was playing, and and again I, I've been playing for years too, so it wasn't like I, I like I had been playing since I was a kid, so it wasn't like I hadn't seen football like I was new to it. But basically for me it was like see ball, chase ball, go get ball. Like that was like my philosophy. So yeah. expended a lot of energy. So anyway, he goes he goes he talks to me, and so I'm playing out of spot. And he's like, look, I want you to watch this guy right here, just this guy. Don't want don't follow the ball. Watch this guy right here. And wherever he goes, you go. And I was like, oh, okay. And then, so I watch him. So now the game, because football is like, it's like this. It's like, you know, 11 players, stuff is crazy. There's a lot of like noise. But then it kind of just like singularly focused now. It's like, oh, I'm just looking at this one person. So now, like, instead of having to take on like, you know, thousands of pieces of information, now it's just like one or two pieces of information that I'm having to kind of process and fast, right? So I did what he says. I follow him where he goes, and all of a sudden, like there's the ball. It's right there. Like I'm right there to. I was like, oh, that's that's pretty nice. <laughs> and then like, and like, but it didn't make sense to me either. I was like, well, if he goes over here doing to do this, I'm gonna follow him. It's like, yeah, do that. And I did that, and it's like, oh, like there it is, right there. So s- some of it is yes, go harder, like. Like if I want to tackle somebody, the first thing you have to do is like want to tackle. Like there's no technique for that. It's like you got to want to get in there and like hit somebody. Like that's yeah. that's that's true. But then after that, there is the there is a, there is a technique involved. And I think that's kind of what I that's where like I always say like, hey, I got I want somebody who's going to own it first because that's kind of like the hey, you got to want to do it. And then from there, there is okay. Now now we can work on technique because you actually do want to fix this, and it can be fixed, but you just don't know what you're doing you're expending a lot of energy that you don't really have to. Yeah. So, so the step one is got, is wanting it, taking responsibility. Second. Yeah. That's always, that's, that's, that's always it, man. I think that's like the first and foremost. And I think that's where, where I struggled and have struggled. Cause this, cause again, it's like, it's not like you don't ever arrive. Mm-hmm. You don't ever arrive. Like it's a daily choice to like own it. And there's some days I own it for sure. And there's other days I was like, Nope, I'm going to, I'm not, I'm not. And those days are, those days are, those days are harder, but uh, I mean, just, just like anything, like some, some days, like, you know, I don't don't feel like being a dad today, but here here we are. And maybe on those days I'm, I'm a better dad or a worse dad, but it's, so it's, it's always, it's always an ongoing choice. It's just like faith, right? Like, yo, I'm always a believer for sure. But some days it's like, you want me to pray for this person (laughs) out here? I don't know about this one today, guy. Yeah. Not today. Not today. 
some days some some days it's like yes lord send me and other days yeah. it's like nope i'm nope. i'm jonah i'm jonah i'm going the other way <laughs> i have to get thrown out of a boat to change my direction right <laughs> yeah yeah i guess spit out of a fish yes, you know what I mean? like, that's right there you go yeah so some days some days i'm like here i am lord send me another day like not today and i found with that one of the one of the biggest things is you can't let the bad days carry into the rest of the days whether mm. it's whether it's how you behave and and doing very detrimental things to the relationship with your your wife or your kids but also in your identity i found mm-hmm. the worst the the lowest i've ever gotten in that is like you have a, you have a couple of bad days you're tired you're exhausted stressed out with work or whatever and satan starts to attack attack your identity right like oh you're not mm-hmm. even that good of a dad or like mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. things aren't going well yeah, because you did yeah. all these things it's you know you you really this is a pattern like you you really messed up all these other places and it's like you have to take a step back and say, okay, are these legitimate things I need to change? Yes, some mm-hmm. of them, but these are not my identity. These are some mistakes I've made, but I'm not going to sit here and let get dragged further down this path. I'm going to say, no, this is where I can, This is, these are not truths. And here's the action I can take, you know, that I need to take for the next day or right then or whatever. And I think that's a huge, that's been a huge thing for me in i would say like practical things to avoid because what that does one day carries and creates a bad week Mm -hmm. you know or Mm -hmm. a string of days and then that's that's not good you know so you got to cut that off i love that you bring up identity because i always say that when jesus goes into the wilderness and is tested by satan the first thing he attacks him with or by is his identity he says Mm -hmm. is it true that you're the son of god well, it is true that he's the son of God, but that's how Satan attacked Jesus. Mm-hmm. Is it true that you, so that like, so that, that identity is, I think everything. And yeah, on those days where it's like, man, I kind of like, you know, lost my, lost my cool with the kids or, you know, didn't put my best foot forward as a husband. And it's just like, that's a big one for me too. Cause if I have a rough patch, like say, you know, me and my wife have an argument and all of a sudden it's like, well, well, you're really the guy that's going to be telling other people how to, yeah, how to be a husband. And so that, that's something that I actually kind of will, will deal with. It's like, oh man, like the last thing anybody wants to be is a hypocrite and be like, oh, like, you don't, your stuff's not even, you know, you're here, you are having fights with her, but I, that's what it goes back. It's like marriage is not a game of perfect. It's a game yeah. of resiliency. So yes, you're going to have bad days. They're not all going to be, you know, great vacations, freaky hotel sex. It's, you know, kids throwing up. It's losing your temper, but coming back and like, Hey, and apologizing. Like that's, that's really what it is. And just the giving the day, the best that you have to give for that day. And that's Mm -hmm. it. But is it something about tomorrow has, has enough of its, or today has enough of its stresses for the day. Don't worry about tomorrow. I don't yeah. know, I'm paraphrasing again. I'm not a clergy has enough trouble guy, of know. its own, right? Like right. That's, each day has. I always tell troubles. people, like, dude, I'm not, a, I'm not a clergyman. Or I'm just a dude that loves Jesus. All right, like this. <laughs> <laughs> don't let that be a crutch either, though, Joel. <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's you true. Know, you know more than got, you, you let on, man. <laughs> I, got my, I got my Bible running or somewhere. I think my kids that's are right. playing with it now. They lost it. So, so, so moving on with, um, a, you know, identity, uh, not identity, but talking about taking personal responsibility for wanting to improve your marriage. Maybe it, maybe your marriage isn't on the brink of divorce, but maybe you're just saying, hey, I want a deeper marriage. Um, 
speaking to the men primarily, right? So they, you know, they want to, they want to step up, they're owning it. What is the next step? Talk about read your keys. And this is something you talk about a lot that I love um, on Twitter where you say, Hey, is your wife, you know, organized? This Mm -hmm. is how to, you know, speak to her. And I think there's a, there's a trap that we get in is that we think our wives are like us or going to behave like us or going to respond like us. And I know I get sucked into that. And I love that framing that you do because it's like the old adage of communications and what you say, it's what the person hears. Mm -hmm. And so can you speak to, to that and how you've helped, like, you know, it's just how your clients have kind of managed that and how you've helped them kind of read their spouse's keys. That's, that's the really a massive difference because that's what really happened in my marriage was I had this certain way of processing information and I was like, well, of course this is, everybody does that. And when you say it out loud, you're just like, like, no, like who would believe that? But like we get, we get into it and it's just, that's, that's how we behave though. Like, like, you know, it in our heads, but like the big, like the big argument for a lot of married couples is sex. Like one gets, one's doesn't get enough, one's too much or whatever. It's just like, well, can't you see it? It's like, well, no, because we're, we're different. So like we, 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 we know that. And so one of the exercises that I always do with my clients is we'll kind of, we, we fill out a profile and it kind of shows them, like, Hey, you think first, then you take action. Then you think, then you take action. And then you feel way down at the bottom. Mm. Like, 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 uh, there's, what's that show? The price is right. There's this kind of a game Plinko and this thing would kind of like filter down until it got to the bottom. So that's like when you get this piece of information or stimulus, like you think about it, you think about it, then you take action, action, but then your feelings come way later, which Mm -hmm. is good because for a lot of men, that's helpful because it's like, Hey, you're in business. So that serves you in business because you don't want your feelings running you in business. You want to be thinking and then taking action. So that serves you there. You're, you're a high level athlete. Like, yo, you don't want to worry about your feelings. You got to get in there and do what you need to do. So men can do that and it works for them in there. But now when they get into a relationship though, another person that you have to deal with. It's like, well, what do you think your wife is? Oh uh, yeah. She's feelings first, feelings first, and then thinking and then action, you know, depending on it, 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 it's any number of combinations, but that's kind of what it comes down to. It's like your action and thinking first and your feelings are way happen way later. And she's feelings first. And then her either thinking or action comes way later. So what we have here is, a beautiful thing because she covers you because she's very intuitive. She understands feelings and you don't. So she strengthens you that way and your action and, or thinking and hers comes lower and you cover her that way. Beautiful. But when you guys come together, you guys are coming at looking at it from a different perspective and what could be something that's complimentary becomes conflict. Mm-hmm. So if you don't take a step back, what should be something that you guys come together as a strength becomes a source of conflict. And that's what happened in, in my marriage. It happens. I'll say like 90% of the times with the clients that I work with, it's like, yo, like you guys have the same goals. You're just coming about it from different angles. She's feelings and you don't understand feelings and you're thinking, and she doesn't understand that till, till later again. So it's not like she doesn't, but it's just, it comes way later in the process. So this is where your, where your breakdowns are happening. So when you are tired, when you're not sleeping because the baby's up or you've been working, you know, 80 hours, like your cup is empty. And now for you to be able to meet her 
in her feelings takes even more effort. So here's where the conflict happens. And that's, you know, a lot of what happens too. It's like, hey, like we're just both super busy. And so now we're getting snappy, whereas before we would have extended grace, mm -hmm. which again is another component of the training. It's like, yo, you got to extend grace. It's like, if you want this thing to work, she extends you grace because your feelings come way later and you have to extend her grace because her either action or thinking comes way later. So you married her. And again, that goes back to responsibility. Like I always ask the question is like, Hey, um, who asked who out? And they'd be like, I did. Like who asked who to marry who I did. So you're there because of you. All right, buddy. So <laughs> let's, you started this let's, thing. Let's, let's finish it. Yeah. Yeah. You, <laughs> let's you, keep it going. You just, this whole thing, you instigated this whole thing. And I always say, <laughs> always throw out, unless like you're a male feminist or something like that. So it's like, so you don't have to worry about it. Cause she asked, she asked you to marry her. <laughs> In that case, you got to find a new, a new uh, coach. Uh, right? uh, uh, yeah. I'm not your guy. Anyway, we're not on man. the same, so, same page. Yeah. Here. Yeah. We're playing a different ball game here. Yes, I mean, literally. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That's great. So like, um, Tell me a little bit about, um, you know, the process. I like the adage of like, if, if all it took was information, we'd all be super fit and super wealthy. Mm -hmm. um, what are some of the hangups or some of the aha moments that your clients have? So all that you're saying to me intuitively, you know, makes mm -hmm. sense. It's mm -hmm. not rocket surgery as, mm -hmm. as they say, right? It's yeah. like, um, yeah. and I think some of it when I, you know, when I, it, it's like timing, it's a reminder, it's, you know, it's the way that it's said and, and giving examples and that sort of thing that is really powerful. But can you speak to maybe other ways that they've, your clients have seen like aha moments, meaning like what was, what were the blockers to them? Yeah. Internalizing what you're saying. I think people kind of have an understanding of who they are until it, but then like what I do is almost like put the mirror up and it's just like, oh yeah, that is right. And that is why I do that. That is true. Okay. And because of this, what am I doing? So that's kind of part of it. And then the other aha is because it's like, well, if this is true for me, is this framework true for her? Does it apply? It's like, oh yeah, it does. Okay, great. Um, so I have, I had a client very successful in business, very, you know, fit, was able to take care of herself, but came home and it was like a mess at home. And it was like, Hey, why is it a mess at home? It's like, well, how do you talk to her? It's like, well, I'm kind of like resentful and, you know, talk down about her, all these things. Okay. So it's like, well, let's, you know, talk about her childhood. And it was like, well, weakness was frowned upon in my household. So being vulnerable or being compassionate was like a sign of weakness. So guess what he lacked in his marriage? Compassion. Like mm. he had no, he, he was low in compassion for his wife. So for him, he didn't also didn't want to be a hypocrite. So it was like, Hey, why don't you buy her some flowers? Like, did you ever buy her flowers? And it was like, well, I didn't have the feeling of like wanting to get her flowers. So I didn't want to buy her flowers because then I would be a hypocrite. Cause I was just kind of doing it even though I didn't feel like it. So I asked him, I was like, have you ever worked out when you didn't feel like it? It's like, Oh yeah. 
did that make you a hypocrite? <laughs> well, no. It's like, well, let's let's apply it that same <laughs> that same way. Like, you don't feel like buying her flowers because you don't feel lovey dovey. So you feel like it makes you, you know, a liar or a hypocrite to yourself. So just do it anyway. And then some and then as you do the thing, then the feelings follow. Like like that happens, right? Like when you start working out, yeah. You didn't feel like it at first, but once you start working out, you're like, "Oh yeah, I feel good." And now it's like, "Oh, you know I'm going to do an extra set or like an extra couple of reps cuz now I'm like, yeah, man, I'm I'm into it." But going back down to the compassion thing was, you know, he he felt like that was weakness. And so that had to be addressed. It's like, "Well, you think that being compassionate makes you weak? Like why?" So once we addressed the compassion, this and then what then it was like he could own it. And that was, and now it was because not because so much for his wife, it's always whatever, whatever character trait we work on, it's for you as the man, not for anybody else. It's just because this is just the kind of man I want to be. Mm -hmm. I want to be a compassionate man. And because of that, now I have that identity of being compassionate. Now my actions are that of a compassionate man, not because I, because of the things I do, it's because it is who I am. Like, if I want to be generous, I take on the characteristics of like I'm a generous man. And because yeah. I'm a generous man, this is what I do. But we have it the opposite. It's like, oh, I do this thing. It's like, no, like it's who you are first. Yeah. And I think I think that's what like a lot of um I think just like in dating and stuff too, it's like women don't want a man who doesn't have money. It's like, no, they want a man who character. And your character speaks about who you are. If you don't show it or not, people can people can tell. Yeah, I have two follow up questions on that. I think the yeah. well, I think the the notion of um, of acting who you are or claiming that like is important. So I immediately thought of you know, there's this notion of um, kind of being a professional. Like you talk about like if you want to be like a writer or if you want to be like an athlete or you want to be like a say like someone that's like getting into bodybuilding or something it's like. I or like in, in my case when I started doing more like endurance type sports it was like triathlon stuff it was like I'm I, I didn't like running before like just a few years ago like I hated it and it was like this huge mental hurdle to get over and I've actually kind of fell in love with it a little bit but it was like mm -hmm. I had to get to a point where it's like I'm not someone who hates running I'm a runner and this is what mm -hmm. I do and I'm gonna go yeah. buy the running stuff and I'm gonna embrace the fact that I am that okay I might, I mean, I'm not a professional runner I'm not gonna run break any records but it was it's a mind shift of yeah this is what I do you know. And in the same way of, you know, when you talk about the compassion thing, but in my role as a husband and a father, it's like, I'm, a, you know, I'm a, I want to be a world-class father. I want to be a world-class mm -hmm. husband. That's who I am. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, mm -hmm. I'm going to embrace that. Yeah. I'm not that every day, but I think that going back to the identity thing, one thing that's been powerful for me is like auditing your self-talk to say, when do you feel like you're enforcing negative self-beliefs? based on bad circumstances, you know, something, something goes south and you're like, Oh, mm -hmm. no, that's just, okay. That's, that's my bad. You know, I lost my cool. Like, yeah, I'm just, I'm impatient. I'm an impatient person. It's like, no, that's not, you know, so embracing that I think is, is huge. Um, and I think the, I think I lost my train of thought a little bit on the, the next point I was going to make, but I think the, 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 like doing, buying the flowers thing is so, so like clutch. <laughs> it's like, mm -hmm. like action precedes feelings is like, especially yeah. for guys, I think it's like, just do it, you know? And it's yeah. like, you don't have to, 
I think, I don't know if this is a common, I'm curious if this is with some of your clients. Um, but it's like, you don't want to. So sometimes my thought process may be like, well, I don't want to get flowers cause I want it to be like, maybe like, I want it to be like a bigger thing than it is. Um, mm. and I want to be like, oh, it may make it kind of more an event. This isn't necessarily how I think about it all the time, but it's like, you kind of can be like, well, I want to be this like special thing or whatever. It's like, I, I do a regular thing now where if I'm like out at a business lunch, I'll order a little extra that I have something my wife, I know my wife likes, I'll take it home to her in a little takeout container and she'll, it just like makes her day. Cause she's like, yeah. you thought of me. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be a special thing. It doesn't even have to mm-hmm. be that much. It does it like, it could be the tiniest little thing. And she's like, Oh my goodness. Like you were out at something and you thought of me and like, and like, and to whereas I could be I, the opposite, the other way I could take that would be like, I have to get, you know, her, her drink, the right drink she wants. And it has to be like all like, you know, a whole meal and it has to be a special thing, maybe a little flowers to like make it this, you know, special gift. And it's like, no, this is, that doesn't matter at all. You know, I don't know if that's a tangent, but, um, no, you know, that's I, I mean, I think I an do, important I, thing. I, I think that's a thing where I don't know if that's most guys have, have that, like I have this ideal and, and so I want to hit the ideal but if I don't hit the ideal, then I don't do anything. So I was telling you about like working out, right? Cause like, oh, I haven't worked out. Cause it's like, you know, I need 45 minutes or whatever. And it's like, yeah. well, I haven't done it. So yeah. let me just go do some pull-ups and push-ups and, you know, let me do that. And that's, a, I think a, a, was a big aha, if anything, for me, it's like, it's like, yeah, you don't need to like go flyer to New York and go to Broadway and stay at a five-star hotel. It's just like, you went to a business lunch and just got a little extra of the thing that I liked. That means the world to me. Cause it's, it's really like the day to day that makes all the difference. Like, yeah. like, like, yeah, I wanted you to, you know, take you to the nice restaurant and steak and, but yeah, we got five kids. Like we have a hard time getting a sitter for five kids. So, yeah. Hey, I was at the store and I saw that you liked, you know, I picked up a drink for you or your favorite drink for you or some, snacks or whatever it's like oh you thought of me and that was exactly uh one of my clients had that same that same thing it was like he just bought a bunch of her favorite snacks and then every now and then he'll just be like oh here's i got you a snack and she's just like blown away by it <laughs> because it was just it, it like there is this thing where you can get i think one of the fundamental things for a marriage to last long long term again, is the man having to take ownership, but it's also gratitude. Like you just, you just get used to her. Like, yeah. you know, for some men, it's like, yeah, this was the woman of my dreams. I, I'm in that camp. But some of the guys was like, yeah, we just kind of just stayed together. And so we just took the next step. It wasn't like I was excited about it. It's like, okay. There's too many men but in now, that camp, I think, dude. It's like, uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, it really, really. It's like, dude, come really, on, really, man, get out of here. Like, yeah, you should be like, I mean, oh I, my god, I'm married to her. Like, that should be a regular occurrence. Like, I think that's well, my the thing point. is, like, you is will you have it if if they did have it, it's early on, and then you know you're then they should have they should have put a ring on it and should have just started mm-hmm. having babies right then. Like, it's like, come on, man. Well, the thing, the thing is, it's just like, it's just like anything. So like, I'll, I'll go back to the sports analogy, right? I, I loved football, but there, there's just like, a, you know, after like year, like six or seven, you're just like, man, I'm kind of over it. Yeah. Well, what happened? I, uh, my senior in high school, I tore my ACL. So mm. I lost it and it was like, 
oh, this is what it's like to not have it. And that's usually the problem that we have is like now the marriage is like so bad that now it's like, oh, like I've taken it for granted for so long. Yeah. And and now now we're in trouble. Yeah. So that daily that's actually where the wife sexual stuff came came from was like, I want to have like this that mindset that I had when we were dating, like I can't get enough of you. Well, cause my wife and I, we were long distance. So it meant a lot to even like get a phone call from her because there was no FaceTime. There was no yeah. cell phones. I had, I'd get like one hour a week phone call and some letters for months yeah. at a time before I saw her. So it was like always a big deal to be able to see her. But then now, you know, you get to the point where it's like, well, we're together all the time. The kids stress. It's like, Oh, I can take it. I can yeah. take it for granted. It's like no, like this is what this is what you prayed for. This is what you wanted. Remember yeah. that. And so I think gratitude is just one of those fundamental things, like owning it, and then having that gratitude is like, hey, this is what you wanted. Remember that, like, like this is what you had prayed for, and now you'd rather watch the game than you know take out the trash like you were supposed <laughs> to, or you know whatever whatever <laughs> dumb dumb thing. So I think, I think, I, you know, people, it's, it's, it's not rocket science, rocket <laughs> surgery, but it is, it is, it does take yeah. effort. I think, it, I think, I think, so like I was watching this show 1883 and just like, you know, they're on these trails and like there's death all over the place. Like we're not dealing with that, but it is harder now because we live in a culture that doesn't respect marriage. Like, you know, porn gets thrown at you, you people telling you that marriage is, you know, for losers, you know, like, so there's, it's a, it's a different battle now. I think it's more of a spiritual yeah. battle than actual, like physical threats for us and raising kids on top of it. Like, yo, like you have to be very careful of what your kids are watching. So it's a, it's a different type of battle now that, that, uh, you have to be yeah, like, prepared for. So yeah, I'm going no, on. That's all right. Sorry, that's all go good ahead. stuff. Um, one thing I want to hit on before we wrap up, I know we're kind of going a little long here, but, um, you mentioned, I don't want to get too hung up on this, but you mentioned uh, that like when, when you're talking to people, you say, how was like the home you grew up in or, you know, how did your parents do it? You know, in terms of like marriage and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I realized early in our marriage was my parents didn't really argue in front of us, like the kids, um, or maybe if they did, it was resolved somewhere else. Right. So there was mm-hmm. this like avoidance of conflict because when it, when it did erupt, it was usually like the worst fights. Right. So they'd like, my parents didn't really mm-hmm. get into big scream out matches, but it was like there to whereas in my wife's household, there was more of an open, you know, maybe argument that happens, but then it's resolved in front of the kids. Right. So they kind of see it play mm-hmm. out. They see it come full circle. So my natural, like maybe I didn't even realize it, but, um, my tendency would be like, can't have any conflict because you know, that's, I don't know how this gets resolved and it's always usually bad, you know, so I want to just avoid it. Right. And mm-hmm. so I'm curious, I, I know you can, there, there's a tendency to get too wrapped up in like, Oh, this is from your childhood, all this stuff. Like, you know, you know, you know, um, lingering too much on that, but I think it is important. I'm curious, you know, how you do that with your, your clients and like how that plays a role. Um, just to, to have some realizations and uh, some ahas, like, Oh, this is a tendency, you know, based on your upbringing and this is how you kind of help with it. No, that's a great question. And that's, um, so one of the first things we do is before we even get into like any of like the 
curriculum per se. It's like, yo, where did you come from? Yeah. That all matters. I had, I had a client who his, his dad acquiesced to everything that his yeah. mom wanted. So he thought his, so his dad was kind of like, you know, not, you know, he was a good, he was like, yeah, my dad was great, but my mom just always yeah. got her way. Well, what do you think happened in his Same marriage? thing. She always got, she always got her way. And again, this is not like, there is a point where it's like, you want, you want your wife to be happy, but you as a man, you, sometimes you have to make decisions. That's like, yo, this is for us in the family. This mm-hmm. is what needs to be done. Okay. So there was never the, there was, the, there, he had to have more authority in, in, in his, in his marriage. And that was, that was the thing that actually saved his marriage was because it was like, yo, you need to, you need to step up because you're letting, she's, she's running all over you. This is a yeah. pattern that you had. So you need, you need to be more, you need to be more authoritative or, or stronger in your positions and be like, yo, like this, this is not, this is not okay. Cause he was accepting behaviors that shouldn't yeah. be, shouldn't be accepted. Okay. Um, and then I had an, another client that was like, yeah, there was no, there was no affection in our, in our home. And that was something that he was, afra- he was kind of afraid of that would happen in his, in his, cause it was like something that he had seen. So it's like, okay, like let's, let's, let's work on that. But what people don't realize though, is when the two people get married, it's, it's two cultures that are kind yeah. of coming together. So maybe like in your instance, like, like your instance, yet like you're the, yours is like, we don't talk about it. And this was like open, honest communications. Well, you might know that, but then when it's time to kind of, um, have those conflicts still, even though you know it, like there's still that hesitancy because that's the culture mm-hmm. that you came up in. So you, you have to be aware of it and be like, okay, like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to push forward and, and not, and not do this thing. That's why I think dating is so important though. Cause you have to realize like, Hey, this, this is the culture that she yeah. comes from. I'm taking that on. And now it's my responsibility as a man. I have to have seen where she came from because that's what I'm going to be dealing yeah. with in the future. Am I okay with that? And she has to do the same right. with you. Like, this is where you come from. Like, Hey, you come from a family of drunks. Hey, be aware. Like maybe he doesn't drink right now, but that's something that can kind of creep yeah. up later on. You got to be aware of that. Um, and I think going back to that arguing thing, like I, I, I had some, and I wasn't a client, but I was talking to somebody who was older and he told me that cause his son just got married and they had this big fight and he called his dad and he was worried. And he's like, we just had this big fight. It's over. And his dad was like, Whoa, what, like, what are you talking about? He's like, his son said, like, I never saw you and mom fight. And he was like, yeah. Oh, we fought all the time, but we just fought yeah. in the room. And we just, oh. and so it was like, kind of like, kind of like you. Uh, so I, for me, it's like my wife and I, we kind of fight anyway. <laughs> Cause I'm, I don't know if it's just like the, you could say like I'm Mexican Latino fiery or, <laughs> or whatever. So like, Oh, I'm mad. Like, ah, <laughs> um, so we kind of fight anyway, but like for us, it's like, you know, the kids see it. I'm, 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 I'm going to say it. I'm kind of a yeller. <laughs> right, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a, I'm a yeller. Uh, <laughs> um, but like we always tell our kids, mommy and daddy are never leaving you. Mommy and daddy are always staying together. Mommy and daddy are going to work it out. We fight. We love each other. We're going to work. We're going to work it out. Cause they don't, they don't, you know, they don't like yeah. to see us having our arguments or whatever, but it's always, it's always mommy and daddy love each other. We're just having an argument. 
We're just upset with each other. It happens just like you get upset with your siblings and you guys work it out. Mommy and daddy sometimes fight. So, um, yeah, I think I think that's just one of those things that we have to we have to voice. It's just that, hey, nobody's leaving. We're just upset right now, and we're yeah. we're working through it. Yeah, that's huge. I think um, one of the things my dad always says: you marry the family. And he, what he meant by that, <clears throat> he still says, "I still laugh." <laughs> um, but he is that is that what you're saying? The culture, but then also like, yeah, what are the things that they value? Um, they might not be exactly the same mm-hmm. with your spouse, like, but, but they're going to be a lot mm-hmm. the same, right? So. It's, it's, it's not necessarily like yet. Yeah. You're going to have to, it's not like a deal breaker per se. Like when he talked about that, he was like, just know what you're getting into. You know, it's like, hmm, yeah, right. good context. Well, right, cause no right. family is perfect, right? Like no family is, no family is perfect. Like I have, I have my shortcomings, my family, my, my wife, when she was dating me, like that was one of the things she loved. She's like, she, she loved the family that I, that I came from. Like that was like a big draw. So like, I see how you guys talk to each other, you know, whatever, is different from from her household but she so there was benefits to that but also i have i have my own shortcomings where it's like yo i'm not i'm not i'm not very i'm not handy very handy like like stuff gets broken around the house it's like who are we gonna call like that's a i mean that's a culture i I grew up like that was our kind of like family culture it's like it was we were in a handy Mm -hmm. like projects kind of house like some houses are like yeah like yeah that's no big deal but then they don't really get along (laughs) like and that's not to say that you can't. I'm just saying I'm just using that as a difference. Yeah. Like a, this, this, this is not a, like an either or. I'm just using that as as an example. So, uh, and that's something that I'm looking to develop. That's also a culture of our family. Like, yo, we're yeah. learners. We're always we're always going to learn. So that's kind of a, a part of the culture of, of our family. Like when uh, when my kids wake up, I greet them, I kiss them, I tell them I love them every morning before they leave. Like they left today, every single one of them touch them on the head. Daddy loves you. God bless you. When they come in. Hey, how you doing? Got a kiss. We're, we're very affectionate here. But then also, like my kids, like if somebody if somebody leaves, like yo, say bye to your brother. Yeah. Say bye to your sister. When they come in, yo, go say hi to your brother. So it's like there's always an acknowledgement. It's like somebody is leaving. Say goodbye. Somebody is coming in. Receive them. You know, that's just a, it's a it's a small thing, but I think it just sets the the tone and the atmosphere in our house. And that's kind of how my wife and I are, though, because that's where it comes from. Like. She leaves, I give her a kiss. Yeah. Bye. Love you. Pat on the ass. It's a, it's a ah, cultural practice, enough. right? I it's mean, old. it's like a cultural um, right. ritual mm-hmm. almost. This is how, this is how we, yeah. this is how we do things. Yeah. Here. You can take off, you take off your shoes in the house when you get here. Yeah. And you get a hug and a kiss. Get that Lopez like, love, that's, you know? That's, that's, that's our house. Yeah, baby. Uh, get some, baby. <laughs> <laughs> we'll bring, I'm bringing the whole crew down to Arizona. We'll, you know, we'll, we'll share a meal together. Yeah. That'd experience be awesome. it firsthand. The uh, weather, the, the weather's, the weather's, the weather's about to turn. Where it's just like the best place to be, in like it's gonna be a, like, I don't know what it is today. It's like eighty or something like that. Still eighty five. Like forty but, and cold uh, here. Thanksgiving so. is in my love language. Thank, thanks, Thanksgiving. It's not uncommon for Thanksgiving to be wearing shorts from football for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Well, cool, Joel. How, so, if someone, if someone's interested after listening to this and they got some value and they want to work with you, what's the next step, man? Uh, they can just find me on Twitter's where I basically spend most of my time. You can interact with me there. I'm at the Joel Lopez, T H E E J O E L L O P E Z. Um, there's a link there if they want to schedule a call and talk. Um, yeah, I mean, I have a newsletter there that I kind of 
put out there so they can sign up for that also. That's, yeah, that's probably the best way, though, just go on Twitter if you like awesome. this. Check I'll, that out. I'll link it up on the show go notes, too, like if someone's listening on, on a computer or something. So, Joel, thank you so much for your time, man. I appreciate you. Yeah, baby, for the kingdom. kingdom. baby. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, man.